0: Welcome to episode 249 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here, as always. And for the first time in our illustrious history here, we've got a podcast two days in a row. I know. What's up with that? I'll tell you what's up with that. It's Rocklahoma Announcement Week. A lot of things
1: going on, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we, we <laughs> put in the effort. It's all good.
0: Yeah. There's been many weeks where we had two a week, but we've never done them mm-hmm. back-to-back days, you yeah, know? I but- want to spread that out a little bit. That's okay. That's just, okay. yeah, just yesterday morning, Tuesday morning, we had Doug Burgess for the announcement of all the bands playing the Roadhouse stage that he booked, and then, of course, this morning, Rocklahoma released the the full lineup, so that's what we're here to talk about. Here we are. Yeah. So, real quick, this podcast is always sponsored by Doug Burgess and DEB Concerts, as well as MedFarm. And DB concerts, besides booking this stage at Rocklahoma, which we'll get into all that here in just a bit, if, if you didn't happen to hear the episode yesterday. They also have a big show coming to the Ideal Barroom on February 22nd, which is Buck Cherry. And very cool. They've been booking a lot of acts there at the Ideal Barroom. Bands that have played Rocklahoma in the past, like Last in Line, Sebastian Bach, Tom Kiefer, Warrant, uh, Winger, Bisto Blanco... Saxon and Buckcherry is no different. They've played Rock home as well. So they'll be out there February 22nd with Fist of Rage and Grind opening up, which is very awesome because both those bands are great. Hell of a show. And also, if you want to hit up Fist of Rage or Grind if you're in this area, even if you're not in this area, if you hit them up on Facebook, send them a message, buy your tickets directly from the band. You help the band out and you save yourself some money. On this ticket it's actually like ten bucks, I believe. So hit him up, buy your tickets that way. Eddie Trunk will be hosting this show. You don't want to miss it. Exactly. Also, Med Farm is a dispensary located right here in Broken Air, Oklahoma, at twenty four six eighty three East Highway 51. Believe it or not, I'm gonna be transparent. That's the first time I had that memorized after all this time. <laughs> I always have that pulled up so I can say what it is, and this time I just spouted it off. You just had me. it. You're ready to go. <laughs> I like it. But Med Farm has a huge selection. If you get in there and tell them that you heard about them from us, mention our name, Thunder Underground, they will give you 10% off your order, which is very cool. Of course. They got a big selection. They're always running other specials. So if you follow them on their social medias, Instagram is at Okay. And Facebook is MedFarm, that's P-H-A-R-M. Their website is MedFarmOK.com. They've got a doctor on site every Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. if you need to get a medical card. And the best part about MedFarm, which blows away the competition, is that they are locally owned, family owned, Oklahoma owned, which is locally owned, obviously, and... 30% of their profits are going to help build no-kill animal shelters. Their slogan is cannabis with a cause because that's what they're doing. They've already got a land and a building purchased and they're working on getting that set up. So that is a huge thing and we're proud to support them as they support us. Of course. So check out MedFarm and tell them we sent you. Mentioned right there, that Eddie Trunk is uh, hosting Buckcherry. He's also hosting Rocklahoma for the fourteenth time. I guess I think he's hosted every single one of them. Yeah, and I think so. Yeah, yeah. This Rocklahoma twenty twenty will be the fourteenth edition. <clears throat> yes, started in two thousand seven. First three years were all eighties centric, basically, basically, and then, and in two thousand ten. When AEG took over, it became more of a mainstream festival, yeah. and ever since then they've had a few of the, as Doug mentioned on yesterday's podcast, what they call them now the Heritage Acts. Heritage Acts. They've got those sprinkled throughout. This year is no different. They're all actually all on the, the uh, Roadhouse stage this year, I believe. Jason here and myself, we've been to the first thirteen of these in a row. Every one of them. Yeah. So that is very cool. We always make the trip because we are, it's a, if you're not from this area, it's our local festival to us. It's only about 45 minutes from 45 minutes to an hour where both, from where both of us live. So it's an easy trip right over there to Pryor, Oklahoma. If you're not from the area, it's just out in the middle of nowhere, kind of. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Pryor is a decent sized town, but it's not a city by any means. And it's a good, a good 30, 40 minutes from, the edge of Tulsa there and the event itself sets a about three or four miles past prior actually. Yeah. Just kind of out. And it was like formerly farmland and you know, the original owners who still own it to this day set it up out there and they've got a great facility. It's got a massive campground areas, which is a huge thing that sets it apart from a lot of the other rock festivals around the country. There's a few of them that have camping a lot of them don't, but Rock, Oklahoma has camping down, pack basically.
1: Pretty much, yeah. I mean this this is a whole experience. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole. I mean, you you live it for like four or five
0: days. Yeah. I mean, that's all. That's that's it's all encompassing, really. Yeah, it's one of those things that you know we've always said. You see a lot of people in the social media groups talking about it too. It's one of those things that you go out there, you camp, you get to know. People, you camp by the same people every year because you can reserve the same spots. You set by the same people in your reserve seats. If you have the VIP section, that kind of thing. GA, it doesn't matter. Campgrounds as well. You can reserve the same spots and then you end up getting to know all these people. So you go out there, like Jason said, four or five days and you it's just a big party. That's right. Yeah. I mean, so even if, even if there's 50 bands on the lineup and you only like 12 of them, you're still going to have a great time. Yeah. You know, I mean, this could be, I guess, an EDM festival. i probably still have a great time because of all the people that we know out there and have got to know throughout the last over a decade, basically. That's right. I mean, we're just getting to the point on this one because we just had an episode yesterday. Yeah. But if you didn't listen to that, we got the opportunity to announce some of the bands for Rocklahoma earlier than this lineup that just came out this morning because... Doug booked him, like I said, on the the Roadhouse stage for the second year in a row, and he announced the entire lineup here on the show, which we talked about on that episode, which featured the pre-party, which features a lot of several, three, I guess, bands from back in the day, from you know what Rocklahoma was kind of built upon, mm-hmm. with Hurricane Alice, the Bullet Boys, and Warrant. Yeah. All three of those have played at Rocklahoma before, but... Boys and Hurricane Alice, I think, was like the first year. Yeah. Warren was back a couple other times. Yeah, they've been back
1: a few times.
0: I don't know that. Have, have they been back
1: since they changed to AEG? Yeah. Didn't they play it once as AEG? I'd have to look back at some of the old posters, but I thought for the seems longest like they time played they played once again with. I could be wrong, though. I could be. I'm not sure. But it just it feels like they did. Because it was funny,
0: right? They played, I believe, the first three years and like all three, they're the only band I think that played all three of those years with, all, and, the, and it was three different singers. singers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Isn't because they had Jamie St. James out there and then they had their reunion with Jenny Lane. And when they played Rocklahoma, Janie Lane, it was one of his final shows. Yeah. um, He's had several more shows, a few, several more shows that summer, but it was just a couple months later that they ended up parting ways with him again. Mm-hmm. And then of course, then they had Robert Mason the next yeah. year, yeah. which a note for you, if you didn't know, that's actually where they met Robert Mason. That's right, in Oklahoma. Even though they had met him before, Lynch Mob with Robert Mason toured with Warrant back in 92. Mm-hmm. But that's where they kind of connected and, and got the idea to ask him to join. Yeah. Because he played out there with his band, Big Cock. <laughs> you just wanted to I say just, Big yeah, Cock. I saw him on one of the side stages, and they are fucking fantastic. Right? If you've never heard of Big Cock, they have several albums, and it's just... Yeah, go look them up. If you... You imagine what the a band called Big Cock would sound like in the rock world. That's exactly what they sound like. <laughs> yeah. So, and hold it. Who's the other band that's on the pre-party day?
1: Yeah. Or, uh, John Five and the Creatures.
0: Or, no, I meant on the pre-party. Um, oh. Uh, I didn't have it. Put uh, Paralandra. Gotcha. And they also play a second time. Okay. On Sunday with, with the night that John Five and the Creatures is headlining. Gotcha. But we can kind of get to that here in a bit. I guess just going in from top to bottom, we don't know days outside of what Doug told us with the Roadhouse lineup. Because Rocklahoma... Yeah. Which is something I've always found odd, that the majority of festivals, when they release their lineup, it's as soon as they release it, it's broken down by day. Yeah. You, you know as soon as it's released who's playing what day. Rocklahoma... Puts out the full lineup and then doesn't announce the days until yeah. like sometimes is less than a month out. Yeah, I know. Which I think's bizarre because I would think they would sell a lot more. Maybe they are they think they would push more three day tickets this way, but mm-hmm. I would think they would sell more single day tickets. Like if you just said, "This is the day Slipknot's playing," then they'd have a boost in general mission tickets for that day. You know. Well, maybe
1: they want they want you to buy the whole thing all at
0: once. Yeah. You know, the whole shebang. I don't it's know. That's probably what it
1: is. You know, the, who knows the method of
0: their madness. I mean, it is, monetary-wise, it is a lot better deal. Yeah. To buy a three-day pass than it is to buy a single-day pass, for sure. But still, anyway. So, right off the bat, the three headliners. I mentioned Slipknot. Then we've got Five Finger Death Punch and Stained. And what's your instant reaction? It's probably the same as mine.
1: But. I, I look at it, I, I look at these things from not a personal one because that doesn't fucking matter.
0: Which the first few times we did these reactions, we went totally personal. We and we're did. Like, what's we the did. point of this? You know, we're trying to be. Beat-
1: you know, <laughs> as,
0: as you go on
1: and you kind of realize, you know, really what, you know, what was, what did Doug say the other day? The main demographic's 18 to 35. Right. This isn't for me anymore. Right. I'm 43. It doesn't fucking matter. You know, as, as, as a guy that has, you know, pretty much dedicated, you know, the spare time of his life to rock music since I was, you know, 12. Right. Uh, you know, I have thoughts, but it doesn't matter because I'm just a fucking nerd. <laughs> but when you look at, you know, what's best for everybody, what's best for the festival, what brings in the people, and what ultimately brings in the money. Because that's what this all is about. And that's that's solid, you know? Right. So, I think, you know, I, I, I think, well, I think Five Finger and Slipknot is solid. You know, it seems like the other headliner would be a little bigger.
0: Right. But, again, exactly. I don't know anything, you know? Well, that's exactly my thoughts. I'm like, I don't like Five Finger Death Punch at all. But it's a they're a legitimate headliner, yeah. So that doesn't matter. They're it's a solid band that there's yeah. that a lot of people fucking love, and there's going to be a ton of fucking people that do love them. Yeah, so they're going to
1: flock to on whatever night they're playing.
0: So, so that's so, that's perfectly, yeah, perfectly fine. And Slipknot
1: is fucking great. I'm telling you, what a fucking stage show. Yeah, I, I hope they. I guess that's what they're going to bring to to Rocklahoma. It's insane.
0: It would have to. It would make sense. Yeah,
1: I mean, it, all the there's always something going on on that stage. Yeah, you know, you, you, there's always you know if you don't want to look at this guy, look, go look at that guy. <laughs> right. Go
0: look at that guy. Um, and hopefully you like the word fuck yeah, or motherfucker because yeah. Corey Taylor likes those words. Yes, which yes. doesn't bother us. But I've seen <laughs> Slipknot many times throughout the years, and both of us had the opportunity. To see them as recently as this past summer. Yeah. We saw them at separate times, but and they're fantastic. And it's a it's a legitimate big headliner for Rock, Oklahoma compared to, you know, it's one of the bigger ones they've ever had, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That, that's a good point. And then you've got the third one, which is Stained, which I also think is, it's like watching paint dry. It's like listening to paint dry. It's like... <laughs> They should just rename their band Paint Dry. I don't know. but Tell me, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> but the, And they're a perfect band to be on the bill. It's a rock festival. They're mm-hmm. a hard rock band. But I would always think they should be on that second line. Yeah. I mean, I say that, and I mean, there's been years where there was that year, like 2010 or 11, where Tesla was a headliner. Yeah. And I would... And, but I don't, Stain's not any bigger than Tesla is when it comes to a draw. They both play the same size venues. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of, I'm trying to think of this logically. Stain hasn't been around a while. It's been a while. Yeah. You like that pun? Yeah. I Um, I noticed that. Right. I mean, how, it's been several years since they played and now they're on a few of these festivals. Yeah. So maybe, like you say, what the fuck do we know? Maybe they, maybe they're a bigger draw just because they went away for a while.
1: Yeah. But I do know one thing, be on your best behavior out there while Stain's playing.
0: Oh yeah, don't talk.
1: Because Aaron Lewis will get on to you.
0: <laughs> but it, my opinion is if this, this stain spot had been any of those other bands you see headline, Elias Festivals, Foo Fighters, uh, Leonard, Leonard Skinner even, now Aerosmith, mm-hmm. uh, System of a Down, there's a, a fucking long list that those three bands then would have been a great solid lineup. Now I just think it's two out of three that's solid for, for Rocklahoma. Yeah. But again, that's just my opinion. Yeah, exactly. And the the other thing to point out is I think this is, Rocklahoma's always had that one headliner that is kind of out of the, the blue from other festivals. They've always had, like we mentioned that word heritage. Yes. They've done a lot. They've always tended to, most of the time, I've tended to have a headliner that can fit both the classic rock realm and, but are still popular to newer, you know, a younger crowd. Like, they booked Ozzy last year. He obviously didn't play. Yeah. You've had, in the past, Def Leppard headlining, Motley Crue, um, ZZ Top, Whom am I forgetting? You know, bands like that have been headliners when Guns N' Roses... They, Definitely. that cross both, you know, the old school Rocklahoma original thing as well as what you got now. And this is kind of the first year that I remember in a while that it, it doesn't have one of those. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, going on to this second list, I mean, the this, this second row here, there's a, a couple amazing bands and... Uh, I mean, this is, I mean, it's, I'm not, you know, again, I'm getting in opinions here, but this is, I mean, it's a solid list right here. Uh-huh. I'll say that then. Anthrax is one of my favorite bands. It's one of your favorite bands. Yeah, so
1: that's awesome.
0: That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Bridge is one of the best bands to come along in the past 15 years. Yeah. That's a fucking fact. That, that's, that's not an opinion. Good, good they're
1: finally at <laughs> Rocklahoma. That'll be a good one.
0: Yeah, it's crazy that all these years they haven't been. Yeah. They've all been separately. Creed was there one year. Slash with Miles Kennedy was there. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was the same year because I remember making jokes like what if he came out and sang a song with <laughs> But, so, having both those bands there is, that's huge for me. Already now you've got Alter Bridge, Anthrax, and Slipknot, which is an amazing draw to me right there alone. Yeah. Then you've got Hellstorm, which is a, a great band, but, yes, I mean, we've talked about that in the past. It's kind of like I liked them a lot when they came out. I kind of got bored with it, but it doesn't matter. They're a solid fucking draw, right? Oh yeah, definitely. And I know you're. I think you're kind of the same way.
1: Yeah I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I maybe you like them more now than you used to. They're think. always cool to see live. Yeah,
0: she's phenomenal. And that
1: last record was really cool. I just don't listen to them a lot.
0: Yeah, so kinda, I'm just
1: kind of indifferent.
0: Papa Roach is another one of those bands they have been at Rocklahoma. They're kind of like. People talk about Jackal being there every other year. I'm pretty sure Papa Roach is there yeah. every other year as well. Oh yeah. And again, it's a band that I. There was a point where I really liked them, and then I just got really tired of it. Their recent stuff I've heard, I just think's borderline horrible. But they're still a great live band. Okay. And it's a solid band that people fucking love. I Prevails, another one's bands that people love. But that fits that 18 to 35 yes, demographic you talk exactly. about. I do about. I don't personally care, but it's a solid band for Rock Loma, right? That's right. I'm going to keep saying that over and over, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way about the Pretty Reckless and Motionless and White as well. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't... They're crowd pleasers, but I don't yeah, care I've about seen, either one I've of them. I've
1: seen Pretty Reckless, and I think they're really great live. And I, I like that they're, you know, their sound is a little bit more... I don't know, organic than a lot of these new bands. And I appreciate that. So that's cool. Uh, I don't know anything about motionless and white. So next body count's going to be fucking amazing. I mean, fucking hell. Ice tea. I mean, and it's, it's needed. Something like, something like this is needed, especially at Rocklahoma. And yeah. that's all I'm going to say about that. You figure out what I'm trying to
0: say there. Well, there's another band we're going to talk about here in a minute That oh yeah even yeah more than that <laughs> you damn right <laughs> but body count is my bucket list of bands yes is right there in the top 5 or 10 bands that I've never seen in my life that I've wanted to for the past going on 30 years cuz yeah. they debuted what 29 years ago 28 yeah, years pretty ago much. I've wanted to see them ever since in the past several years that they've been consistently playing out again it just never happened yeah so this to me of the whole thing is the number one band on this bill that I'm ready to see. I bet, even I bet. you know, because I love Anth, like I said, Anthrax and Alter Bridge, but I've seen them both seen multiple them. times. Yeah, so super fucking excited. That was the big, you know, the big one for me to see on there. All right, so now we've got Hollywood Undead, which it's another draw for that younger demographic, which I don't like this band either. Yeah. Whatever.
1: That's another one of
0: those. Next. Next. Hell yeah. I know that your your instant reaction is to say next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we kind of went over this on the best of 2019. I liked these guys when they came out. Then I lost interest because I just thought they got really boring and just whatever. But the new album that came out last year was the best work they've ever done, in my opinion. Even better than the debut I saw them live last year. They were fantastic. So, we're good. Yeah, I mean, I think that they should run the course on this album and then hang it up because I mean, this band was kind of built upon Vinnie Paul and Chad Gray, and obviously they're going to go on. Yep. But I think this would be, you know, they came back fucking strong and be a fitting way to end it out and then bring back Mudvayne. But hey, who am that I? Probably not going to happen. Yeah. That's just wishful thinking. It's not gonna, not gonna, not gonna happen. <laughs> We've got Bad Flower. I'm a big fan of this band's album that came out last year. I saw a couple songs of them live at Kaboo this year, and they were good live. Cool, cool. They've got a real 90s alternative vibe to them. What song do they sing? I get them mixed up with The Glorious Sons. They they had they had a couple songs the that, that got played a lot, the song Heroin. Which is real kind of slow and uh, droning, and it's like I'm trying to remember what the other one they had another one I think was a little bit even bigger than that, but I okay. it was called. Alright. You'd probably know it. it what's
1: the oxycontin one or codone or whatever the fuck? That's a glorious science. Yeah,
0: that's the glorious science. That's right. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they were there last year. Yes, right? yes. Okay. Then we've got the the I don't know if it's the who or the huh. I've I'm pretty sure I've heard on Sirius pronounced the who? But that would be weird because we all know that yeah, Roger Dalter and Pete Townsend and has been around for or the Who, <laughs> you know, for fifty five years or whatever yeah, or more than that. Um, but if you have not heard this band, this is another one I'm really excited about. They are fantastic. They're from Mongolia. They mix traditional like Mongolian sounds with metal. That's cool. You know, you think of like Sepultura roots era. But a little bit, you know, different because it's a different culture. Yeah. But in what you get, kind of from like Alien Weaponry. But again, that's like in the same that kind of wheelhouse. But it still sounds different then. They've got a song with Jacoby from Papa Roach singing on it with them. They've got one I think with the guy from From Ashes to New. Or have you say that? Okay, he was actually on the bill here. I think right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so yeah, this is a band I think everybody needs to check out and. I think it's one of those bands that people will be talking about afterwards. Oh, definitely kind of yeah. like an alien weaponry. Right. Then you've got Jelly Roll, which I don't know anything about him except he's a rapper and he's got face tattoos and generally when a rapper has face tattoos they're not that good. <laughs> Next. I mean, I'm just making an <laughs> assumption, you know. I mean, I'll I'll give the guy a listen just to find out, but I'm probably it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Then we've got Bad Wolves, which is
1: a surprise to me since they were just there last year. I know. They're, but they're great. We know that. Tommy yeah. Vex is uh, a great, uh, a versatile singer, and then he can like also squash your brain, brains and do Oblivion at the same time yeah. with his fist. Um, Doc Coyle's been on this podcast. Uh, we love Bad Wolves, so, you know.
0: Yeah, this band is filled with several guys that were in... Other bands that were even a little bit heavier than Bad Wolves. Yes. So it's cool to see all these guys, you know, like God Forbid, Divine Heresy, uh, Devil Driver. Yep. All having success now with Bad Wolves. Yes, exactly. They,
1: they, they've they earned it.
0: And they, you know, we talked about them on our review episode of 2019. I thought they were one of the best bands out there. So don't sleep on these guys if, if you're not familiar with them.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And the same goes for the next band, Dirty Honey. Fantastic yes. band.
1: Good 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 uh, you know, no frills, Riffy, Roots Rock. Uh yeah, missed them last year. Um, they're back, so this is gonna be great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just kinda like Bad Wolves, both these bands are back, so very cool. Then you've got all the remains who is back. They haven't been there in a few years, I don't think. But right. been out there a couple times. Okay. This their first you know, they're touring now without uh um Oh, guitarist. Oli. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, who of course passed away about a year ago. So, but all the remains is kind of like with hell. Yeah. Lost interest, but their, their newest album I thought was a return to form. So yeah. Be cool to see them. Yeah. Then you've got ginger. Who's kind of like the, uh, the buzz band as far as like really heavy bands go with the past year. Oh man.
1: Uh, you saw a, him live. Yeah. What a show they put on. And, uh, and that girl can sing. She can sing, and then she can do like death metal. It's it's quite it's quite a a, a sight to behold. Yeah, uh, and the know. fact
0: she pulls it off live. Yeah,
1: I mean that was nuts. Uh, and that band is tight as a fucking drum. Uh, that's another one. Don't sleep on them. You got to go. You got to get out. To whatever stage they're going to be on, go see Ginger.
0: Yeah, if they're on the if they're on the uh, like side stage, the River Spirit stage yeah. or whatever. I bet that'll be a fucking madhouse. Oh, yeah. I mean, There'll be, cool. be so
1: many people over there to see them.
0: Yeah. Then you've got Warrant, who we already mentioned is headlining yeah. the pre party night on the Roadhouse stage. And that's another band that I would tell people do not sleep on yeah. Warrant, which sounds weird because, you know, they've been around forever. But a lot of people blow off bands like this when they don't have an original singer. And we've said this countless yeah. times throughout the years. You say it. Robert (laughs)
1: Mason is one of the best singers around. Uh, Without a doubt. He'll blow you out of the fucking water. Gotta see this guy sing live. Yeah. It's nuts.
0: And outside of him, it's all the original living members. Exactly. So it's four out of the five. So get over there and check out Warrant. Then you've got Brass Against. Yes. Who, when I first saw this on the bill, I thought, is this a (laughs) misprint? Is that supposed to be Rise Against? Yeah. So I googled Brass Against to see if it was a band and it was and found out this is a brass band <laughs> that does rage against the machine covers and Love I it. think it said and other protest songs. Good. So they they basically are a protest group playing brass <laughs> instruments. So Good. This is another kind of like you mentioned with Body Count. Yeah. This might ruffle the feathers of some of your typical you know, rednecks, which <laughs> I, is great.
1: I sure the fuck hope it does.
0: Remember that year, like the second year, whenever, second or third Rocklahoma, <laughs> whenever Queensrank did Operation Mindcrime in its entirety? And then they had some stuff. I don't know if that one of the actors behind him was holding up signs or something that had, or maybe Jeff Tate did that, you know, said something about fuck Bush or something. Yeah. And everybody was like pissed off. I'm like, this is amazing. I know. Or what about when, uh,
1: uh, in two thousand eight when Living Color played, uh and uh Vernon Reed said something about it was pro Obama.
0: Oh, okay. And,
1: I forgot about that. And you know, all these rednecks behind us were fucking booing them and cussing at him. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh yes, that's awesome. Fuck you rednecks. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm that's not a I'm not saying pro this or pro that, but just oh, no. Just that it just that it pissed off these idiots. Yeah, I we loved it.
0: That's my thing. I don't Obviously not any political rant, but I say fuck both sides. But oh, I just yeah. think it's great I mean, when anyone's getting pissed off because of a musical act. It just cracks me up, and yeah, I love it.
1: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, exactly.
0: So then we've got Bones UK, and I've, I've seen this name a million times. I think they were out there actually a year or two ago. Really? But I don't, you know. Well, if I, I, can't if remember I was, you know,
1: if, if I was worth my salt, I would have researched that, but...
0: But we're doing this pretty quick <laughs> yeah. to get this up quick, so... <laughs> right. We could... Figure that out as it gets closer. Yeah. (laughs) But they... I don't know. I feel like that's like a... I want to feel like that's like a rap rock thing, if I remember right, but don't quote me on that. Then we've got Knock Loose, who is decidedly not a rap rock thing. Yes. If you like heavy music, you got to fucking see Knock Loose. I mean, these guys are hardcore to the fucking ilt, and I've never seen them live, but I've listened to them, and they're fucking great, so... They're the kind of band that, you know, it's an acquired taste because there's a lot of people that won't like them, I don't think. But (laughs) anyway, then we've got, as we mentioned, John 5 and the Creatures are headlining Sunday night on the Roadhouse stage. That'll be fantastic. John 5's been out there before, obviously, with Rob Zombie as his guitarist. And this is his solo band. He does a lot of great stuff. He's a phenomenal guitarist, so very cool to see him out there and it kind of throws in a different vibe too on from some of the other bands you got on yeah the stage over there then you've got the butcher babies who that's the best way to sum that up yeah okay from ashes to new it's a big draw though so people will love it <laughs> a lot of people love this band for some fucked up i know why they love them
1: yeah
0: i mean there's two women in this band that are hotter than shit and one of them's married to one of the greatest drummers in the world big fucking deal but no that's why people like him if I know, the, if, I know, and it's fucking stupid. If this was a two guys singing yeah. the same exact shit, they'd yeah. be like, "Well, this band's and yeah." As if fuck. this is me and you up there,
1: same exact shit. Y- you with tape over your nipples, me? No, right. that's that wouldn't work. I mean, it, people would hate that. Yeah, I because don't blame them. If it was, they sounded exactly the same. No one would give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No one, and that's what it's just you know. Oh, they're so good. No, no, they're not. Um, and you know, if you if you want. If you really want, uh, you know, uh, something easy on the eyes with talent, go see Ginger. Right. Or whatever. I don't know. That's all subjective, relative anyways. Shouldn't even fucking matter what they look like. Right. Uh, You know, but, oh, hot chicks with fake basketball titties. Let's fucking go insane and go see this shit. (laughs) You know, I don't know.
0: Hey, maybe they're playing the same day as Anthrax and Charlo come out and make their set better. I don't know. I don't think I, he could do I'm, that.
1: I'm not, I'm not really.
0: I don't think he could pull that off. I don't think huh. his presence would make it any better. Like I said,
1: it's from Ashes to
0: New, what's that no, uh,
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm turning not. off
0: now. It's just, uh, <laughs> generic metal. Anyway, Dinosaur Pile Up. <laughs> God damn. What? Dinosaur Woo! Pile Up is a band that I've. I've heard a couple songs from Unserious, and I always meant to yeah. dig deeper into it because they're it's pretty cool stuff. It's okay. almost, you know, groovy kind of, if I remember right, uh, doomy kind of stuff, but okay. more commercialized doomy. And I, you know, it's been a, quite a while since I heard them, and I always meant to delve into it, but I just keep forgetting to. I think they were actually there like two years ago or a year ago. I don't know. Well, I like the name. Yeah. Then you've got, Diamante and Goodbye June. And then I'll just move on to the Bull Boys, who are playing the pre-show, as we already mentioned. Yes, I don't think they've been out there since the first year, and I remember they played one of the the tent stages back in the day. Okay, those. All right. I don't even think they played the main stage. Wow. I could be wrong, but it was like super late, and I remember seeing them, and that was the point where I hated the Bull Boys. Yeah. And then I saw them live, and I just kind of liked it, and then that's when I turned because I grew up hating the Bull Boys. And then seeing him there made me kind of like, okay, I don't hate him anymore. Yeah. And then their last couple of albums have been great, and we had Mark Torn on his podcast, and he was great, so now I love the Bull Boys. Well, hey, there's no wrong with that. <laughs> right. Then you've got Liliac, who will be headlining Friday night on the uh, Roadhouse stage. Another uh, up-and-coming band that's gotten a lot of hype. You know, they've had some viral videos. All Siblings. All five of them are brothers and sisters, which is a cool concept because you don't see it a lot from heavier bands. So yeah, go check them out. Then we've got, I think, pretty much everything else here. Let me scan through this. Is the stuff that we we uh, that we talked about in length? when well, I length? What we talked about with Doug? Yeah, on mm-hmm. yesterday's episode. Yeah, yeah. Every other band will be playing the Roadhouse stage. You've got Eastside Gamblers, which features Tony Higby from Tom Kiefer's band. He's, That'll be great. Yeah, he's great. you got Butterside, who we've seen here before. They opened for LA Guns. You've got Hurricane Alice, which is that's great to see a, one of the smaller bands from the glam era getting to, to get a shot out there again. Then we've got our great friends in Fist of Rage, who are fantastic. Very glad they're going to be out oh, man, there. man, that's going to be awesome. We've got Outlaw Devils, who... If I'm not mistaken, this will be one of their first shows. You know, they're they're kicking in their shows this summer, so very well could be the first one. But I'm cool, sure they cool. might do something for that. We had two of their members on this podcast here just a couple months ago, so go check that one out. Then we've got 90-pound wrench, Severmind, who has been on this podcast several times. Yes, and they'll be on here again. That's right. We love Severmind. If you're not familiar yes, with them, we do. If you're not familiar with them, check them out. You will love them too, I believe. Then, like I said, all the rest of the bands, Arc Resemblance, great band out of Oklahoma City, or the rest of the bands are bands we already mentioned that will be playing the Roadhouse stage. Just to uh, bring it back around, what do you? I mean, we didn't really. I mean, we mentioned what we thought about the headliners when we first glanced at it. Yeah. But like, what do you think as a whole? Do you think it's Average? Do you think it's good? Do you think it's? I think it's good. I mean,
1: I think it's something for everybody. Yeah, I mean that's for sure.
0: I mean, Rocklahoma's always done
1: a good job at that. Yeah. I think throughout yeah. the years, it,
0: it's it's one of those things that.
1: And we we kind of texted back and forth about this earlier today, or, or, or this morning. <laughs> it, you, you see it, and you're like, oh, okay, you know, all right. Sometimes you're like, okay, usual suspects. But then when you sit down and you really look at it again and you think about, I'm going to walk up and see this band or whatever, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and to what you were saying about something like Body Count being a bucket list band for you to, you know, we're now that we're old fucks. You know, we've we've been to so many goddamn shows since we we're in our teenage, since we we're in our teens, excuse me, to for Rock Oklahoma to still be bringing up a band or two that we've never seen. That's good. That's cool. You know, right. So I mean, it's all right. It's all right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my first uh, kind of instinct, like you said, was kind of like, well, overall, I'm not super excited. But then when I kind of like, you know, dug back through it, there's several bands on there I love, like Slipknot, Body Count, Alter Bridge, Anthrax, Warrant, Lynch Mob, John Five, you know, and then it's getting to see Bad Wolves again and see Ginger and The Who, Hell Yeah, Hellstorm, Knock Loose. Yeah. Um, and, and all The Remains, all that stuff. I mean, it's solid. And plus all those bands we mentioned that, are, yep. that people do love, like Hellstorm, Papa Roach, I Prevail. So on, so on the the
1: new bands and the other stages, it's where you always find some gems, you know. Right. So
0: yeah, some of the best. If if you, I think <clears throat> I've said this last year or the year before, but someone forced me to make a top ten bands I've ever seen throughout the first thirteen years of rock, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Probably over. I mean, probably six or seven of those slots would be bands that I saw on the hard rock stage, or yeah, like at three in the, the afternoon. Yeah, I mean, seeing like Scorpion Child and. Yeah. Um, First time we saw Sons of Texas, you know, that kind of stuff is just fucking great. Very memorable. Yeah, Yeah, I get that. So I think that'll, I think this year, it'll, you know, just be another good year. There's nothing, I mean, there's stuff to complain about if you're just bitching and thinking they're going to make the lineup for you. Yeah. They're not making it for you. They're not making it for me. They're not making it for everybody that's listening. They're making it for every single person meshed together and averaged out. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And then they,
1: Kinda don't even care about them. They just want to make money, right? And they're making it for money, <laughs> right? Like Doug said on the podcast, yeah, right. Yep. <laughs>
0: That's what
1: it all boils down
0: to, as it should be. It's yeah. not. I mean, yeah, true. Why true. would why would someone do this unless they were like a billionaire? Yeah, <laughs> and
1: yeah it's like oh, <laughs> and not so, make money. Yeah. Oh, so you don't like Five Finger Death Punch? Well, fuck you, because there's fifty thousand people that do that will show up. Right. So up your ass with that shit. Yeah. All The almighty
0: dollar. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, there's our, our instant reaction. This is just going off instantly finding out, you know, this lineup here like everybody else. Yep. As we always do, you know, we'll talk about this leading up because, you know, we have play some of the bands that are playing the Roadhouse stage and probably have a, hopefully a few surprise interviews for you as well. That would and be awesome. Talking about the bands that... We've had on this podcast before as well. So like I mentioned several times already, if you missed episode 248 with Doug Burgess, besides just that announcement, he goes into a lot of stuff, some behind the scenes stuff, new info about the, you know, roadhouse stage is getting a little bit bigger, moving, that kind of thing. So check that out. We had Doug on about a year ago as well, talking about last year's lineup and whenever all the big changes came. We've had on several of the bands we just mentioned, like Bad Wolves and Warrant, Bullet Boys. You've got tons of stuff. You can go look back there. We had on members of we had on members of Kiss, Def Leppard, Guns N' Roses, Shine Down. We recently had on Kenny Hickey from Typo Negative. We had on C.O.C. Clutch, Seven Dust, Megadeth. But yeah, you can check out all our past episodes at SoundCloud.com backslash Thunder-Underground. Give us a like there. Give us a follow wherever you listen to podcasts. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Mixcloud. TheThunderUnderground.com is the website. Follow all our socials there. Subscribe to us on YouTube at TheThunderUnderground. We've got a lot of stuff like this, reaction videos as well as reviews and other great stuff is coming as well. So... Be on the lookout here very soon for an episode featuring Tommy from Slumlord Radio and another episode featuring James Lomenzo from John Fogarty and formerly of Black Label Society, White Lion, Megadeth, and a huge long list of other acts. That's a very cool one we'll have for you soon, as well as a few other surprises. All right. Well, once again, thank you to DEB Concerts, MedFarm, and until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.